This is a HeadGum Podcast. That'll do it. Yeah. And, but why is that? Is that like a Hollywood, new fad Hollywood? <laughs> yeah. Thing? I'm about to go on a plane. I want to just. Oh, shoot. Is is your first trip. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because um, you've always. Sorry, I'm going to turn this on silent. You've always uh, insisted on like wagon. Traveling yeah. by wagon. Yeah. Well, it's just because of my family. What? What is. What's. I don't know. They make wagons. Oh, oh, it's just a little promotional thing. Well. Yeah. Um, and how is that business going? It is really bad. So oh, yeah, yeah. we've kind of all abandoned it and started taking planes again, trying to get into the Delta Lounge. So you, uh, so you used to take planes, then your family started making wagons or it always made wagons? Yeah, I started making wagons in 1995. Okay. And uh, is there any significance to that year or? Uh, 1995, they get, basically, I don't know if you knew this, there was a huge wood virus. There were wood fires? Virus. virus. No, I didn't know that. So they, so they got cheap, diseased yeah. wood and made wagons out of it. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and is that the reason why the business didn't do so well? Is that the wagons fell apart? No, no, the business did very well. And oh. then, um, and then... Basically, what happened is um, my mother got essentially pretty power hungry and uh, oh. started making some pretty bad financial decisions. Could you, are you free to give any examples? Uh, basically, she just stopped. She just kind of cut the budget for wheels. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. That's probably the one of the top five most important parts of a wagon. Well, you couldn't really say that to her at the time. Uh, right. She was just too... You tried, I assume. Of course. Yeah, we yeah. had a lot of sit-downs, and she just wouldn't listen to us. And where would the money go? In her pocket. Oh, Man. What kind of pockets did she have? Oh, she had little ones. She wore little female jeans. Mm-hmm. So they're little, little pockets. I, I'm, so I'm sorry. What's the difference between a female jean and a male jean? Female jeans, usually jeans made... At the time, women's jeans were the pockets could barely kind of get the oh, just for first... the tip of your fingers. Yeah, yeah, to protect your fingernails. A, a new yeah, in case you got into you don't want to chip a nail, so you right. Put it... So you okay. put it in, yeah. And so the money that you would save from getting uh, skimping on the safety and quality of the wheels would go into, literally go into our little pockets. Mm-hmm. What kind of, and oh, this is pre-Bitcoin, so it's physical money. Yeah, it was, I mean, it really tore the family apart, but, you know, the hope, I mean, the hope is that there are still people who enjoy Firestone wagons. Mm-hmm. And kind of. It sounds like there are less and less of them as the days go on. Yeah, I mean, some of them are well-preserved, but. It's and how have you noticed the uh, 
the EV craze eating into your wagon business? Well, the wagon is the original EV. Sure, sure. Uh, you would charge it up with a battery, and uh, it, sometimes it would have to charge overnight. And, and then, then, yeah, and or you would charge the the wagon or the horse. You would charge the horse. You would plug your horse into the charger that was provided to you by Firestone Wagons. Yeah, and then the horse. And then would, the wagon gets a D battery. And the so oh so they both the 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 wagon doesn't get charged. You just have to keep getting new D batteries. And what are the battery? What the what, you know D batteries? I do know D batteries. Yeah, uh, I'd say my third favorite battery. Of of the batteries, first number one is double A. Double A for sure. Yeah, you know me. Double A, watch battery. Oh, D battery. They make A's. Uh, regular single A's. Uh-huh. No, it's illegal. Yeah, that was a trade thing with Canada, I believe. Oh, yeah. God. Mm. You don't have any milk in there. Um, well, I asked them to put oat milk in, mm. and uh, um, I didn't say a splash or a wee bit or a drop, <laughs> so maybe they heard that. Uh, that Yeah, that's not much. I got a new, uh, my, uh, my boyfriend bought oat milk from CVS. Okay. <laughs> and it's the kind, I couldn't believe it, how watery this stuff is. Did you shake it? Oh, yeah, I've been shaking yeah. it all morning. Did you add oat milk to it? Yeah, I've been adding oat milk to it. Yeah, that's what you got to do. You, see, with CBS oat milk, you have to add oat milk to the oat milk to get oat milk. Hi. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I'm leaving town mm. tomorrow. Again? What the, What happened this time? Well. Jesus, Joe. How many I, times is this? I, is it because of the Adams administration? I, that's part of it, but ah, I just, I, I'm addicted to a LaGuardia. Yeah, I do like LaGuardia. It's wonderful. It is. It was good. Even <coughs> excuse me. Um, <clears throat> the Delta, the Delta area, as they were renovating it, like this is going back like six, seven years. The Delta area was like this is great. It's all kind of encompassed in this one little area, and yeah. you can have a, a sit at this big open thing in the middle, be, in, in the middle of all the gates, and have a glass of wine and a oh. get a little thing with your card you know some some food oh, and then yeah. all the gates are right there it yeah. was great it, yeah. it is it remains great yeah you know i agree top top air, airport i agree yeah and it used to be this is before your time joe but it used to be LaGuardia sucked and you were hoping you would fly out of jfk and now oh. it's the exact opposite jfk sucks and you hope that you're flying out of LaGuardia. you know i just think that new york they they just I think they put the airports so far away. From yeah, you you wish they were down the street. I just don't understand what they've done here. Well, you could move yourself closer to the airport, should you wish. I know. I talked to a guy yesterday. Oh yeah, you got a guy. He lives fifteen minutes from Laguardia. Wow. And I said, "Can you walk there?" And he 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 couldn't. He said, "That's not possible." 15 minutes away, he can't walk there? Well, I don't think that's, I mean, that's maybe you're problem. pushing for a wagon sale, but I... That's a problem. You live 15 minutes away from the airport, you can't walk there? Well, I think 15 minutes of the 15 minutes is spent, like, in the 
traffic queue getting so you, you walk know. so you walk well but then there's no sidewalks it's not made for they and, need and sidewalks. i see your point they need they sidewalks. need sidewalks for the people who will walk for the handful of people that live 15 minutes away from but when he said 15 minutes away did he mean walking or driving could have been an la thing you're like oh i'm only 15 minutes away nobody says and you're that. like oh well nobody in new york would ever say that that's true that's true you've learned a lot i live i live 15 minutes away, away from every restaurant. In town, including Staten Island. Can you walk? I guess if the water's frozen over, the Hudson, Hudson Bay is frozen over. Yeah, but I can't. I, every restaurant, 15 minutes away. Last night, so hungry. And I could not, and I didn't have time to get to go to a restaurant 15 minutes away. I made a pizza at home. That seems like it would take more time. It just seemed like that's what made sense. Got it. They had the oven. You were so hungry, you weren't thinking straight. The oven. They said the oven. Can you believe how high this oven? They said the, on the instructions, they said the oven needed to be 450 degrees. Yeah. That's practically cleaning the, the oven. Uh, two, two birds, one stone. You can make a pizza and clean your oven at the same time. This was a, I found was out. Was it a Breville? Was it like a mini toaster oven thing? No, this was an oven on the ground. On, on the ground? Oh, you got to elevate those things or you're going to fuck up your floor. I will have to talk to my landlord. I like, I like how I've never heard the distinction of like, oh, um, I have two ovens. I have a ground oven and I have a toaster oven. I have oh, an oven that's just for the ground. It's on the ground. The oven is on the ground. Yeah. We don't, Do you have an oven on the ground? Uh, I never thought of it that way. I have an oven, stove, oven thing. Uh, it is it is elevated for sure, uh, and it is not suspended by wires. So I suppose it's a it's a ground oven. Yeah, you know they got this thing at Sharper Image right now mm -hmm. that is a floating lamp, and I can't. <laughs> what the lamp that floats? I can't believe that this is where we're at. I know. Can you believe? They can't find a cure for the common cold. They can send a man to Mars in the movies, but they can't. They have a floating lamp. I just couldn't believe my eyes. Do, do you think it's trickery, sorcery, devil, devilish? The picture showed the person's Oh, the hand. picture. You didn't even see that. Oh, you're, wait. So this lamp isn't just floating, it's it's not three-dimensional. It's a, two, like you can stick your hand through it. It's it's not no, a... No, no, it's three-dimensional. I don't understand. You, the picture is a person putting their hand through the... What? The lamp is an orb. Okay. A glowing orb. Sure. That, that makes sense. That tracks so far. How... Do, not connected to a wire. That, so is it charged? I'm not sure. Now you're the one with who char electrically charges horses and uh, wagons. This so is how do you so not far beyond what I know? This right. lamp is. Oh, I keep forgetting you're from uh, St. Louis, right? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, that explains. A lot. Uh, 
Have you been to St. Louis? Yeah. Okay, yeah. There's not a... Uh, it makes sense that you wouldn't understand the concept of... I get it. I get it. I've been to St. Louis a number of times. and You know, they made the arch. They didn't know if it would fit at the top. <laughs> they built up both sides. They didn't know. A lot of people didn't think it was going to meet at the top. They didn't... Uh, oh, I thought you meant that they didn't know if it would be high enough to... Uh, it would be too high for the sky. And that too. It's just they didn't know. They kept building up on both sides. A lot of people said not going to Was it a race top. between the two sides? It's possible. And then... Uh, so just... Good fortune, happenstance, it met in the middle in a perfect way. That's, that's you know, some people call it luck, some people call it planning, but then basically a lot of people were worried about that, and that's, you know, that's why it's called show me state. Show me it meets at the top. Right. What, why is it called the show me state? Show me it meets at the top. Oh, okay. It goes back to the arch. It's all about the arch. Yeah, um, yeah show me seems, uh, I, I like it in the sense that it's, uh, it's, and I, have mixed feelings about it because it's very uh, solipsistic. The idea that n something can't exist or wouldn't exist or doesn't exist unless I see it firsthand. Yeah, it's interesting now you say that, that, that Missouri is such a God-fearing state. They fear God. And yet it's a show-me state. Yeah, so they're, they're constantly saying to God, show me what a flood looks like. Show me what... Uh, one of the last states in the union to ratify anti-slavery. Uh, uh, show me. Show me what, uh, you know, systemic, intrinsic racism is. Show it to me. Show me. Show me? Show me uh, uh, the, a massive disparity be between uh, wealth. Show me. Sh show it to me. What does it look like? Show me. What, what, what would it be like to live amongst that? You know, it's based there. <coughs> in Missouri or St. Louis? In St. Louis. What? Um, what's that company that does all the GMO? Um, not my uh, Monsanto. Monsanto, based in St. Louis. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So some of that has filtered into the groundwater, and uh, again, an explanation for a mm -hmm. lot. You know, if you've been to the St. Louis airport, which I'm sure you have. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, interesting group of folks. Sure, they yeah. got an ice cream machine. <laughs> they have an ice cream machine? Yeah. All right. So, and that's just people get in their wagons and head down family trip to the ice cream machine at it's the St. Louis airport. Get amazing. in the wagon, everybody. It is amazing. It's got, it uses vacuum technology. What? To vacuum up a cup of ice cream. I don't understand. The spoons are on the side. You're blowing my mind here. They don't have that at LaGuardia. They don't, yeah. Um, do they have Dippin' Dots or the frozen ice cream of the future that the astronauts took aboard with them on the Challenger? No, no, this they is- They never got to enjoy it, obviously, but, you know. That's, you know, that's, it's tough you bring that up so early. But yeah, that's, uh, this is, this is frozen custard. Oh, that's a St. Louis thing. They yeah. Make it, they make it with eggs. Um, I think custard is generally made with eggs. Of course. That, that's yeah, of the course. distinction between ice cream and custard. Yeah, of course. As I understand it. Now, um, here's a real uh, true life experience I had in St. Louis. Um, I, when I was there last, I played a lovely theater called The Sheldon. Sure. Yeah. And um, have you played there? 
I'm not really quite at the Sheldon level. <laughs> really? Thank you. You'll get there, Thank little you. Joe. Thank You'll you. get there. Thanks, um, Big Dave. It's a lovely, uh, it's weird because they have no backstage. Like they, you literally, you're back. The backstage is kind of like this. Uh, it's where they have their offices and there's uh, some couches and stuff. And then to enter the stage, you literally just open a door. It's bizarre. It's like a, it's like a, a theater set. It's very strange. Mm. And then you open the door and you're on stage. There's no in between. It's very odd. Huh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so, and I told this story on stage, uh, but I had my first and only, to this point, loose meat sandwich in St. Louis. And I had heard the term, I don't know where, I don't know if it was like on one of those, you know, diners, dive-ins, and drive things. Um, and uh, I don't know if it was there, I read it in some in-flight magazine i don't know but i've heard of a loose meat sandwich i don't know what it is and i was walking down you know bored out of my skull because i'm in st louis mm -hmm. and uh uh walking down the street and then i saw a little chalkboard sign advertising a loose meat sandwich great well check this out a new place uh, very small brand new on a, on a side street i went in i ordered the loose meat sandwich and a water and I took a seat at the little uh, counter there the, facing the window. A couple minutes later, I was the only person in there. A couple minutes later, the very nice lady brought over one of those little uh, kind of ubiquitous plastic kind of cheeseburger tripe type, you know, boat tray things with a little wax paper and uh, a what looked like a small hamburger that was wrapped up and then a fork and i said oh okay uh what's the fork for and she said to get all the meat that falls off and i was like oh okay and i opened up the sandwich and as i opened it a bunch of meat fell out uh and then started to eat it and it was tasty um and then every bite, more and more meat would fall. So I'd say roughly somewhere between a third and half of the sandwich was in the basket that I had to use a fork for. And uh, and I told the lady, I was like, you know, there's a way for this not to happen is what you would do is you take the same exact meat that you used and you would just kind of press it together lightly and then grill that up. And then this won't happen. And, uh, and then she said, well, then it wouldn't be a loose meat sandwich. And I was like, you're right. You're right. It would not be a loose meat. It would be a singular patty. You're trying to invent the hamburger. I'm, no, I'm just uh, pointing her down the direction of, I would imagine that <laughs> the loose meat sandwich pre-existed the. Sloppy Joe. It's like a sloppy joe without sauce. Yeah. If, if there was no sauce, the, the, the meat dry? is... Dry? It's dry, yeah. Does it come with mayonnaise? You could ask for it, sure. It comes dry meat it's, between it's bread. Saute I mean, it's definitely tasty, but it's the same tastiness as a hamburger without... I guess if you got a... The, the, the middle quarter of a hamburger would be a little... A, a, a different temperature than the... 
these are like little kind of uh, balls, like teeny yeah. tiny, like meatball-y type things. Uh-huh. Teeny tiny, like uh, so, like not as tiny as Sloppy Joe, but not as big as a hamburger. And they're just, it was just, it seems like a very lazy, i.e. St. Louis application mm-hmm. to a lunch sandwich. It seems like maybe most of St. Louis knew not to go in there. Oh, well, it was new, as I said. It could mm-hmm. be thriving. And again, it was... It was tasty, but it was like, uh, what an what a odd concept. Now, either the loose meat sandwich predated the hamburger, and then somebody went, what are you doing? Just take the meat and go like this, and then they made the hamburger, and that was wildly successful internationally. The buffalo or, wings. So the hamburger existed, and somebody said, you know what? Let's make this more difficult and unpleasant. And then they did that, and they, you know, created more time. Maybe they had to kill some time. You know, you know, you have to wonder about a lot of this stuff. How did the chicken fingers start? You know, a lot of these things. Um, I don't know. That's not a. I don't think that's the same thing. Chicken finger, you just press the meat together, or just get chop up some uh, uh, or thin, thinly slice some breasts mm. and uh, fry them up. You know, my nephew was eating chicken fingers on the ground over Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. My dog comes back from a walk. Just eats his whole plate of chicken fingers. Well, that that'll that's what he gets. Nephew just looked at him. Just watched this happen. And also, your who is it? Your which one? What? Your what is the relation to you? Right, Re- relation. He's my dog. No, no, the person. My nephew. Your nephew. Well, your nephew. Oh, is this um, Rudy, Randy, Brian, Brandy, Bri- Briscoe, Bri- Brenda, Brendan, Brendan, Brendan. Uh, yeah, well, he's 28 and should know better, but, you know, yeah, that's a, that's, I, that's not a, the dog's fault. The dog's the just doing a what a dog cube. does. What? He was in the middle of a GameCube. That's on him. That's totally on him. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's a real St. Louis way to eat your Thanksgiving dinner. Sorry. That just is. Here's another thing about St. Louis, another anecdote. Hmm. Um, long, 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 long time ago. I was playing at the, uh, was it Catch a Rising Star? Catch a Rising Star at Union Station. Sure. Yeah. And um, this is going, this is like late 80s, early 90s. And, Union um, Station was really at its heyday. It was very pretty. It was beautiful. Like a lot, uh, the Midwest has a lot of those beautiful upper middle class. They're not like mansions, but they're those upper middle class Big stone homes that are like two yeah. store. A beautiful, beautiful. Uh, uh, Detroit has that a lot, and then yeah. they're abandoned because of white flight. And then they just sort of you could see how beautiful it was, and then nobody took care of it. They were scared because uh, black people moved to uh, within a two mile radius, and then some. Then um, uh, Muslims, you know, later on in the, in history, and uh, they're beautiful old homes. Um, and uh, so I was playing, and Union Station was, you could tell, it was like a beautiful state-of-the-art yeah. train station at the time, so, you know, and then they read, it was crumbling, and they came in and made it all nice. And fudge, uh, they have fudge there. And they what? They have fudge there. Um, they make fudge. Okay, are you asking or telling me? No, I'm telling you. Okay. Uh, they make fudge. Great. They got um, hooters. And what? 
They got Hooters. <laughs> they got Hooters. Is it still around, Union Station? No, oh, yeah. And it, does it exist as a train station or no, just no. the touristy thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, they had a Catch a Rising Star there. And the woman who was managing, who was the woman who booked me, uh, I was crashing at her place. She had an apartment that she shared with one of the waitresses there. And I had driven in. I drove from Boston. And uh, No, I don't believe it. You don't believe that I drove from Boston? That doesn't make any sense. You were on a tour that goes Boston no, no, to no. St. Louis. This is not a tour. This was a week at the catch in St. Louis. And that then you had work. you go from Boston to St. Louis? Yeah, I just I took the gig. It was it was work. That's like a twenty hour drive. Yeah. You're driving twenty hours to catch a rising star. Yes. I mean, look, your generation doesn't know what being on the road is, all right? Let me I'm tell no you. I'm road dog wolf woof. I'm not. I'd, I can do six gigs and I don't know what I've said, okay? <laughs> I'm not trying to tell you I'm supposed to be on the road. No, I'm not saying it's a great thing. I mean, it definitely, you learn a lot, but it's, uh, it's a tough I, I can't existence. be driving around. I can't be driving around. Well, once you get there, you don't have to drive anymore. You sure do. You <laughs> sure do. No, I would get a ride in with, uh, uh, I can't remember her name, but she's a very nice lady. Um, Anyway, the the her roommate, as I got in, traveling quite a bit, and uh, I got in, and she's like, "Hey, uh, are you hungry? Do you want to order uh, uh, a pizza? We've got real St. Louis pizza here." Mm. And I, I do you know where this, this is going? Story. I love this story. <laughs> mm. Mm. Did I tell you this story? No, but I love St. Louis pizza, so I'm going to love this story. So, I was unfamiliar with the term. Mm, You're in for a treat. And I said, uh, you know, St. Louis pizza, I've never heard of that. I mean, I know New York and Mm. Chicago and New Haven. Boo, boo, boo. But what's what's, uh, St. Louis style pizza? And she goes, oh, it has uh, fresh vegetables on it. And I... Said, okay, I think a lot of different pizzas have. She's burying the lead. There's another secret coming. Uh, Why? Well, she got the pizza and it looked like standard pizza with uh-huh. stuff on it. it. There was nothing that was um, Excuse me? distinctive that I remember from the pizza that she ordered. What is it, Joe? Did you like it? Uh, I mean, I don't remember. I didn't dislike it, mm. but I didn't go, oh my God. I'm never going to have another pizza style again. Oh, that's how I feel. It's really delicious. It's a square. They cut it in squares. Oh, like tavern style. Sure. I think they call that tavern style. Well, they call it St. Louis style. It's cut in oh, squares. Oh. Uh, thin. Thin crust. Yep. Sweet sauce. That I don't remember. I probably would sweet, remember that. Sweet. It was It was very standard. Tip of the tongue. Tip, tip of the tongue. Sweet. That's where you're supposed to eat it. Uh, just on the tip of the tongue. Savor it at the top of the tip of the tongue. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, Provel I don't... Provel cheese. And what? Provel cheese. See, this was not the pizza I got. What you're describing to me is quite different than... Provel? Oh, it def- definitely didn't. It was just a regular, like... American mozzarella Swiss provolone combined into a super cheese that does not need to be refrigerated. Oh, Amazing. I like the idea of that. That sounds good. I got a, well, next time in St. Louis, I'm going to ditch the loose meat sandwich and get a real St. Louis style pizza. Because it's not, 
what I had was not what you're describing. I used to work at a pizza place that was a New York style pizza yeah. in St. Louis. It was pizza with an attitude. It, was that how they advertised it? Mm-hmm. That sounds like a, every hack com comedy. Mm-hmm. Hey, I went to a New York style, or I guess it would have a different accent. I went to New York style pizza restaurant the other day. They went, here's your fucking pizza. Yeah, well. It sounds like a old. Well, this was a business. Yeah, yeah. Well, businesses are based on hacky jokes and puns. Lots of them are. Hmm. Well, this place, we were really rude. What was it called? I think it's still in business. Called Racanelli's. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you. the name of the business was, I think they're still in business. That'd be a good name for a business. Yeah. I think they're still in business. Pizza? <laughs> yeah, that could be pretty good. This place was really good, though. It was really good pizza. Yeah. But we'd sometimes get a little saucy with people, you know what I mean? Sure, sure. A little uh, attitude, New York attitude. But that's the place I learned the difference between <clears throat> a stromboli and a calzone. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a big difference. You can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Calzone. One's all rolled up with the stuff, in, and then the other one is stuffed inside. Of course. Much different. Yeah. yeah. And one's got, uh, usually you don't find ricotta in um, Oh no. In a stromboli, but you will in a calzone. Of course. Yeah, yeah. No, well, you know. I know. Now, Joe, you, like myself, are a transplant to New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you find the typical New Yorker? Fast. Fast? In a hurry. Okay. Drinking a coffee. Drinking their coffee. Checking yep. their phone. Checking their phones. And, you know, wearing a Yankees hat. And wearing a Yankees hat. Wow. <coughs> Excuse me. Because I, you said that there, uh, you're, you were talking about the New York Attitude mm-hmm. pizza place. And I find New Yorkers to be very, uh, they can certainly be brusque, but they're very helpful. I would say of all the places I've lived, the most community minded and the, the most helpful and kind of friendly in that atmosphere and it, it, not atmosphere but uh context oh if someone says can you help me get to herald square or or even if you don't ask people uh i think a lot of new yorkers will take it upon themselves to help you out to uh i find them to be very uh again they can be very brusque yeah. uh but for the most part very helpful and friendly in that way and very 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 community-minded, where you know your neighbors. Uh, on any street I've ever lived, I've lived in a... By uh, name? You know them by name? Yeah. You know people at the bodega, you know people down the street. See, uh, I know everybody by face. Sure. Well, that's one way to do it. Okay, but I don't really know everybody's names. So when you pass people by that you are that you know, do you I go, see the same hey, people big ears, every- brown eyes? Hey, what's up, long hair, too fat? Yeah. What's up, grandma or grandpa? Can't really tell. Is that what do you do? Is yeah, that how you pretty much. Them? Yeah. And what do they? How do they greet you in return? They say hi, hi, little one. Oh, so uh, so it's. They, I say hi, not short. The, hi, short. You're not the only person who does the face thing. You know, everybody some, in your neighborhood. Someone, oh, it's like that place in St. Albans, Maine, where all the yeah. people with Tourette's live. Someone told me yesterday I had Renaissance hair. <laughs> 
<laughs> that that can. I love that because that's either a compliment or a or a diss, it's and I can't to tell. Say. Renaissance hair looks like Renaissance hair. Yeah, but listen, there's lots of people calling each other, but I, I know a lot of people in the neighborhood by face, and I know a lot of their dogs' names because okay. I got a dog. All right. Right? So I know my dog's name, and then I know when they talk to their dogs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know Giuseppe. I know Zeus. I know a lot of these people. You know, Duncan. I know a lot of these people. Those all sounds like uh, Park Slope kid names, <laughs> too. Giuseppe, Zeus, and Duncan. They could be <laughs> in a pre-K together. Well, they kind of are in a way. But I, I see a lot of the same people, but I, I don't necessarily... I don't know anybody's name, except you, for a few. Do you live in Brooklyn or no. Manhattan? Yep. Where? Upper West Side. Ooh. Okay. All right. Why? Well, I do this thing that's kind of unique to me where I say, I'll live wherever you want to my boyfriend. <laughs> and he just kind of chooses these places and he chose Upper West Side. Why did he choose Upper West Side? He works kind of close to there, and he wanted to live close to work. But he, oh, uh, all right, that makes sense. Before that, we ch- he wanted to live in the West Village, so we lived Great. there. Before that, well, it's quite a change. He wanted to live in Dumbo. We lived there. Ugh. Yeah, I hard lived in to, Dumbo. You know, hard to live in Dumbo because have you I got, met your boyfriend? I bet so. Okay, I what does he do so. for? Was he do for a living? Uh, he took over the wagon business. Oh wow! And pre it. Not doing well or post? Not post. Okay, I see. Well, yeah. then let's hope for the best. Yeah, because I keep trying to get him to shift, but he's kind of determined. Oh, so to they're make all it manual. All these wagons are manual transmission. Well, we shifted when EV came along. We said we don't want to compete, so let's go to let's go to gas. Okay, I think you missed my joke reference there, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. What do you know? What do I know about wagons? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Now, Firestone, I'm guessing from your name yeah. uh, that you can uh, date your or, or uh, track your family's origins to the Neanderthals. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's going way back. Some yeah. people are like, oh, my great, 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 great grandfather was a chief of the Cherokee Nation and my great, great, great grandmother came over on the... Uh, Mayflower. Uh-huh. But you can go all the way back to Neanderthals with Firestone. Because yeah, our last name came from when they invented fire. Via stone. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Yeah, so there was, you know, 
lot of grunting. Yeah. Yeah. A gug firestone. That was my great grandfather. W- say what? Ug ug firestone <laughs> was my great great grandfather. See, that would only go back to the. That's how it works. I'm guessing late 1800s. That's... So your great great your great great or great 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 great. Um. So in the 1800s, he you was. You can check the His tree. Christian name was Ugug. Yeah, because you. Yeah. Okay. And that's when he. It was a family name carried on since the Neanderthals. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Yes, yeah, because you know that's why we're all. So how did how did you get Joe shaped how the did way Joe, we are? Huh? How did where did Joe come from? Um. I, I named, know it's it's short for Joseph, but where named um, after a baseball player. Joseph, Jojo, Jojo Kropowitz, and the Traveling All-Stars? No. No, what? You want to have one more guess? Joe DiMaggio. No. Uh, Was was he a St. Louis Cardinal or Brown? No. What? No. Hmm. Baseball player. San Diego Padre. Uh, you give up? No, I don't. Uh, San Diego Padre. <coughs> um, what year were you born? 1967. Uh, come on. Were the Padres even around in 67? Mm-hmm. I guess so. Uh, uh, hit or a pitcher? Hitter, second baseman. Well, I I guess I do give up. Jojo Glass. Oh, I, well, I never would have gotten that one. Who is Jojo Glass? He's the best second baseman to hit the Padres since <laughs> probably sixty six. Yeah. <laughs> what and um? Now this isn't uh, truly interesting because you're from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Padres must have been a brand new team at that point, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Expansion team. So they got uh, the best of the best. They got the worst of the worst, actually. That's not how it works. It'd be nice if it worked that way. Mm. Um, but um, so Jojo Glass, who I've never heard of. Well, you should probably get a little bit of research done today. I will. I will. Emma, uh, Google Glass comma jojo you don't have to do you could do a straight forward uh uh re uh you can just do a imdb straight. get his imdb page he's not on imdb just do straight forward the ba- whatever baseball imdb is it's bmdb bmdb uh okay so why if you're from st louis which is a baseball man storied database. baseball fan base and, mm-hmm. and team and tradition. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're considered some of the best fans in baseball. Yeah. Um, so why a, a obscure second baseman from San Diego? Not obscure. Yes, Emma, obscure. did you hear, did you get the hits? Sorry, no. Not yet? No, all right, tell me about, uh, I'll let the audience be a, the judge of whether he's obscure or not. Hmm. The, uh, tell me no? why you were named after a up and coming, down and out, second baseman for San Diego Padres. He's doing really well that season. Uh-huh. Okay? Yep. 
He was young for a baseball player. Okay. 38 years old. <laughs> that's not That's not young for a he baseball player. He's doing really well. That's the and end of his My first word was baseball bat. <laughs> that's two words. It's compound word. I said it too fast. I said it oh. fast. Went bat bat bat. Baseball bat. Okay. So that was so my original name they didn't they didn't name me for the first I guess year and a half of my life. Oh my god! They just called me baby. Okay. And then after You'd I said, respond to that though. And then after I said baseball bat, they started calling me Joe after JoJo Glass. And how did they become a fans of JoJo Glass? That's uh, what the part that is interesting because, as I was saying, St. Louis is like an amazing baseball city, right? Yeah. So, so how did they come to a? second baseman for the San Diego Padres. You know, I think that a lot of people consider San Diego and St. Louis to be sister cities. Okay. So, well, they're both in the National League. So, if San Diego plays St. Louis, uh-huh. who do people root for? They root for both. Both. Okay. It's really it's an amazing experience at the stadium. Now, what what happens if they're in the uh you know, postseason series. Well, that wouldn't happen. They're both National League teams, of course, so. right? So it's an absurd. I know. Oh, you're just putting it out there as a. I said it. Sometimes you just say things to kind of flip up the conversation. <laughs> to to, I'm sorry. What? Flip up. Flip it up. W- was this conversation in need needing of being flipped up? Yeah, conversations are like waffles. You gotta turn them. <laughs> <laughs> I've always found that. Conversations are like waffles. There's li- little divots in there to put some syrup in, but not too much syrup. You ever try butter plain? But uh, say what? Butter plain waffles? Yeah. So uh, d- just a uh, waffle with butter. <laughs> no. It's good. It's really good. Is there a place around here that just sells? Uh, no, I make them at home, but they're really good. Yeah, you're just making uh, waffles and not putting syrup on them. I don't buy syrup. I never mm. think to buy syrup. Do you like syrup? Yeah, it's okay, but I never think to buy it. Right. This is never on my list. Right. You you haven't missed it in your... Not really. In your cooking. No, I'll have to say not really. Yeah. Now, have you ever been like... Uh, they must have a farmer's market up by Upper West Side, right? Of course. And do the, starting around, actually starting around now or last, maybe last month, the uh, um, when all the homemade maple syrup, yeah. the the sugar houses come down and start selling maple syrup and the and the flavored ones, the oh. blueberries and the boysenberries oh. and the raspberries. And that never, you never thought to get a syrup? I don't, I, when I'm at the farmer's market, I would just... I'm trying to get, you know, I'm trying to get through efficiently. I'll get, you know, six to seven apples. I'll get mm-hmm. flours, mm-hmm. cheese. How do, you prepare, how do you prepare the flowers? I trim them. Mm-hmm. I cut them into little pieces. Mm-hmm. And then I usually will, you know, I used to be a part of a CSA. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Well. In Dumbo? No. Because they have one in Dumbo. I know. No. I was part of that one. 
Well, so they one time in the CSA, they gave us big heads of sunflowers. Okay. And I said, what do you do with this? I said, how do you prepare A little attitude, this? New, New York attitude. Well, I just didn't understand why they're giving us big heads of sunflowers. Sure. I thought that, you know, I understand carrots. I understand that we've gotten 10 zucchinis every week. But <laughs> yeah. I want to know what we do. <coughs> yeah. You know what they said? No. Put it on the grill. Put it on the grill? Put the whole thing on the grill. I've never heard of that or seen that. Did you? No, I don't have a grill, but I oh. couldn't believe that we we're just putting our flowers on the grill. Well, put the flower on the grill. Yeah, that does seem odd. Uh, but I mean, have you ever watched the show Alone? I've heard of this show. Y- you're familiar with it. I that- keep watching Squid Game Real. That seems. Uh- I, I I haven't seen it, but that seems just like uh, kind of absurd to me. It's like the beauty of maybe beauty is not the right word, but the what was so interesting about the actual the the fictional show uh-huh. was there were real stakes, you know, sure. and it was uh, uh, um you know, and it was kind of a psychological. You know, it was a um, test, not a psychological. Well, I mean, it was a it was a psychological study, as it were, of oh. what you would do, how far you would go um, for this money, knowing that the stakes were extremely high. But as you as more and more people were killed off, the pot grew bigger. And. Um, and this is like a you know, uh, a game that yeah. doesn't have the same stakes. So what would, why would it be interesting? I haven't seen it. Do you know how much money they're giving away? I do not. Over $4 million. But what are the stakes? Because they, they give uh, money away in a lot of games. They get, well, it's more money than most games and they get you get ink explosion when you get knocked out. You get an ink explosion. They put it to, si- to simulate blood, like a blood yeah, pack, or they're getting shot. But it's you're a- not really getting shot. No, but the ink, and then they have to pretend to be dead. So you're so there's acting skills involved. Yes, and then you're judged by the academy afterwards. Well, kind of in a way, yeah. So what are some of the content? Is it the stuff Just from the, the game? Same as the show, but you don't die. No, but what about the what about the glass, uh, the you know the big glass bridge that was so high that if you didn't make it, you would fall to your death. They haven't done that yet. Oh, okay, all right. What have they done so far? The they did red a, light, green light. Yeah, they know? did red light, green light, and they did the cookie, the the honeycomb, cutting cutting out the honeycomb. Which one was that? I don't remember that. They cut out the honeycomb and they got to lick it. Everyone's licking it. But I don't remember that from the show. They're licking it, licking it, licking it, and then they cut it out with a needle. Well, I don't, I don't know what shapes. You're... Circle, triangle, square. I mean, star, and uh, an umbrella. Was uh, uh, wait? Oh, I do. That was like the second game, right? The yeah. oh, I vaguely remember that. Uh... They got people doing that. Everybody licking, licking, licking. And then if you don't. What, do it in time, then you... Oh, yeah, or if you break it. That's, why would you watch that? That seems so boring to me. Uh, I don't choose to watch it, but it's on. 
you know. Oh, does this go back to your boyfriend? Does he, he want to watch it? Watch he it. wants to watch he it. He wants to watch it. And I say, I'll just read my book. Here. Mm-hmm. What are you reading? An amazing book. What is it? It's a book about a theater troupe. Okay. Somebody's killed. Oh, a murder mystery. I just love this stuff. A theater troupe murder mystery. I just love it. Gosh, two of my least favorite things. Mm. Two of my most favorite things. What Now, what is it that you love about this particular theater troupe? It's in London. I mean, England. Okay. You don't want to get specific. You just want to keep it to the country. I actually don't know where. I don't know where it is. You assume it's England because of the, the are they? Favorite. Humor. Oh, they, they say humor and favorite. You can hear their accent when you're reading it. Spelled with a U. Oh, I got you. Like color. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do they say autumn instead of fall? They haven't said autumn yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. I shouldn't say instead of, but. Uh, you don't say autumn? I say fall, but in the UK, they'll say, uh, they don't say fall, they say autumn. Lightning bug? Oh, I'm a, I'm a lightning bug guy. Firefly. No, I'm lightning bug. Okay. I thought that was southern. Lightning bug? Yeah. Yeah. Just check in. Okay. I say lightning bug. Why'd you bring up alone? Uh, because of, oh, uh, it was something that you ate that, oh, grilling the sunflower. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was like 10 minutes ago. Just kind of curious. Kind of, we kind of breezed past that. Oh, I meant uh, like you would eat it in alone. You would be really psyched to have a sunflower to eat. What? <coughs> They're very alone. Oh, yeah. Jeez. It's the- just, you, you know, it's, it's, there's a bunch of survivalists and you go out, you're allowed to bring 10 things uh, from home, um, specific things you can't bring, but 10 things. And then, you, and then it's just you. In a very remote, it's a fascinating show. It's great. Uh, remote part of the world. And uh, it's just you and a massage therapist and you're left to your own. And you have to build your own shelter, get your own food. And, massage uh, therapist? Yeah. And there's, you're, everyone gets one massage therapist to bring with them. And then uh, uh, you just go out amongst yourself. I mean, just that's it. You go out and you are done. I mean, that's it. Nobody's helping you do anything. Obviously, the massage therapist is there to give you a massage and, uh, um, you know, uh, maybe lug some of the stuff. But that's not, uh, they're there for one reason, to give you a massage. But the other person, yeah. And I thought Naked and Afraid was tense. Jeez. I, now, I haven't seen Naked and and Afraid, but I have seen uh, Partially Clothed and Brave. And that is... I got through like three episodes and was bored to tears. Well, you got to get to the finale. Of Partially Clothed and Brave? Mm-hmm. Okay. What is it? It's really good. I don't want to spoil it, but okay. it's very good. It makes um, it worth it. I, I also thought it was odd that they would go bottomless and not topless. Well, you know, I think that a lot of people think topless is a little overdone. It it's is, a little yeah. hack. Yeah, so they're d- mixing it up. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know I do still feel a little bit guilty. About what? Um, I just, you know, I just keep replaying some of the pranks that we did. And I do think that they, I just feel like people, I, do, I don't think people understood that. I think people were hurt. 
it that it was well-meaning and well-intentioned, but yeah, people got hurt. Yeah. Uh, emotionally and physically. Yes. Well, that one little boy broke his leg. Yeah, and I just, I do regret, I do regret doing, the, I doing it. Now, I, we've talked about this a million times, but that was, we were only uh, uh, kind of, uh, we weren't 100% uh, responsible for his broken leg. We were, it was. It's nice um, it, for you it, to say that. It's nice of you to say that. Well, I, I'm not trying to, I, I'm just saying it's it's true. It's like. But I painted the Vaseline on those stairs. Yeah. Uh, That's on camera. Yes, but uh, I mean. And then you pushed him. Right. Well, th- there's so many other aspects yep there's gravity there's his inability to hold his balance and you when you say push i think what <coughs> excuse me i think what people uh infer from that is that i gave him a healthy hard push mm-hmm. which i did not i did the thing where i tapped him on the left shoulder and he turned and then i tapped him on the right shoulder and he turned he kept turning you know and i would hide and tap him and he was getting upset then he kind of wheeled around, and then I just did that thing. Uh, if you're listening, I did you know, where you take your middle finger, put it up to your thumb, almost like a like a AOK sign, but then you flick. Like so, I did that. So it's not a push, push. So you don't feel <coughs> guilty me. about doing this prank show? Well, but also we were told, uh, and this is part of the lawsuit, and I think this is why we'll be. Uh, victorious in this i you we were told that oh that's not really vaseline that's stage vaseline those aren't real stairs those are stage stairs and you know we were told that we certainly didn't expect somebody neither of us expected that a people would get really hurt we expected some scrapes and bruises but Mm -hmm. that we didn't expect a broken leg and to be honest he was lucky that's all he got you know well, I guess I'll say this is that, you know, I, uh, I, you know, I considered this show a big break, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Well, that was the name of it, Big Break. Yeah. And, you know, and then it was also, you know, my big break. And then I thought, you know, well, if Big Dave Cross is doing it, then I'll do, you know, this is huge. My manager said, you know, you're going to really get along with this guy. This is going to be good for you. Yeah, well, Big Dave Cross wasn't available, so they got me, uh, medium-sized David Cross, but uh, had Big Dave Cross been... That could have know, been really good for me. It could have been good, yeah. And, you know, now I'm... But, Joe, the, the t- it's the, the, what the show was is in the title, Big Break, and we didn't understand that, but the idea was that you would break somebody's bones, and that was, ha-ha, isn't that funny? Jackass times 10 on steroids, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but it just you know I do feel I I still get I still get letters about it, like actual people writing a thing on a piece of paper, putting it in an envelope, yes. addressing it's, it, stamping it, yeah, and dropping it off the post office, yeah, and telling me that wow. they, I've you know wait I've done from a- St. Louis has to be right. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's where they still write letters, St. Louis. They're, I mean, they're furious, and I can't believe it was on the air for as long as it was. 19 years. 
it's that's you know if you calculate how many bones we broke do you well, think it's about the, that it's the same pilot episode over and over again you know but, but even- it, it's it still sells people still like to watch it that little boy is now a young man and uh you know of legal age as it were how many bones do you think you broke of mine or somebody else's? Somebody else's. Well, I know, 12. And I'm including compound fractures. I just think that, you know, at the time I thought it was funny. and I, I still think it's funny. I don't think it's funny anymore. Well, because you're getting all the letters. I haven't gotten one letter. You know, they made me take a hammer to an old woman's femur. Yeah. That's not a prank. And that's on camera. Well... It's a prank. It's not a prank. She thought she thought the hammer. She couldn't see. Don't forget. Uh, she. I mean, she couldn't see well. Oh. She could see. She wasn't. This makes me sick. Blind. She was legally blind. Um, but I feel so in a court of so law. Sick. I mean, you go. Who's blind here? You know. I mean, it's hard to prove and disprove. You know. You need a they, ophthalmologist and. I just. I just. I came in there. Yeah. You know, and the, the prank was so thin. You know, oh, I'm a carpenter. You know, and then, and I, and I hammered on her femur. Mm-hmm. You know, she's screaming in pain. Yeah. You know, and then I, I, you know, they tell me I got that, you know, I got the, the bug in my bud. ear. Yeah, yeah. And they say, they say, wink to camera. Mm-hmm. This woman's screaming in pain and I'm winking to camera. Yeah. And that's on, you know, that's. That's th- why it's funny. And, you know, you didn't have to hit her 10 times. I mean, that's, I think, where the we have an issue because she was screaming in pain. I think it was understood that you were supposed to hit her once. And you're the one. And and the and I, we have it on tape. The blows got more um, it's a comedy dramatic and, and harder. And you were kind of laughing, crying at the same time, whatever that's called. Uh, I think there's a term for it, but yeah. you were doing, it was almost maniacal and we had to stop you. Don't forget that. We had to come in and actually restrain you. And you actually hit uh, Bri oh, that, Bri, the, well, the, the sound guy. And that was the segment that Conan was in. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we, he asked to be, uh. Not photoshopped, or what's that called? The where you know the hologrammed in. So we hologrammed him in, just like Will I Am at that one Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this doesn't haunt you. What you've done, you don't feel at all conflicted. Uh, no, I think I think if by conflicted do do I think on one hand it's uh, it's good American entertainment. And on the other hand, do I think it's uh, base and awful uh, and wrong? If that's your idea of conflict, then yeah. What's the worst thing? What would you say is the worst thing you did on that show? Um, I guess when there was the guy who thought he was the Doctors Without Border guy who thought he was going to win the award, and then I came in and knocked his teeth out and took a dump in his mouth. It was probably the worst thing. Top five. Why? What do you think? Well, that one was pretty bad. And that one, that one is the one that, you know. Oh, you know what else? Hmm. Sorry. When the woman didn't know uh, that we had put uh, 
ghost pepper in her breast milk and then when she gave it to her baby. That was pretty bad. That was a bad prank. See, these things, you know, in retrospect, they're not funny. You know, these are sad, scary things. I disagree. And at the time, I remember thinking, well, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And it makes me question. But they're not mutually exclusive. Something can be sad and scary and also be very funny. I mean, the thing is, is that, (coughs) well, that dump. That you took that was sped up footage, but that took you a long time. It did. You know, it took we had to a, yeah. hold that doctor's. I mean, just horrible. Yeah. Just horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Well, the blood did start to dry and cake around his mouth, so we had to freshen it up a little I, bit. I remember that. But I, that's why we won the Emmy for uh, hair and makeup. You know, I'm glad. I'm always glad with a TV show. You know, to give people jobs. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I think yeah. that that was probably that's, the I best. I mean, the the the. Bravo Network is is responsible for employing most of America's idiots and a good chunk of them. And so it's it's always good. I, people complain about all those Bravo shows, but like, you know, these what would these people be doing without them? You these think these people pr- are borderline, like, I'm going to say the R word. Okay, don't say the R word. I will say this. I don't rich. think. I was going to say rich. All right. Yeah. Don't say that. Okay. Okay, so I just, I just think, let me, so, let me tell you this, okay? okay. This one, I, I did feel a little bit of, cha- you know, question, I questioned it at the time. Okay. And I was too afraid to say anything. Okay. Because I was so young. Were you naked? No. Oh. No, no. So you're clothed and afraid. Yeah. All right. Not as interesting. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I was really young in business. Yeah. I was about probably 42. <laughs> and I was told... You know, drive this crane into this building. Right. And I said, I don't One of our really, most popular episodes. I don't know the joke. Can you explain the joke to me? And mm-hmm. you know, and and that I, and the writer of the show, he's, you know, he walked me through the joke. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like the crane is there to build the building. Right. And the fact that it's con- destroying the building, that's a joke. It, well, the joke part of it also is the people in the building didn't know what right. was going to happen. There's surprise. Yeah. And the maternity ward was on the third floor. So. And I do regret, I do regret driving a crane into that hospital. Well, I don't. I mean, I'm sorry you have letters coming to you, but. It's just. It's kind t- of fun to get mail, though. It's never, I mean, you know, mail is fun to open up. It's exciting. Hey, I got a letter. Right? You know, I just do, I, you know, I think so, um, you know, it makes me question, you know, my current projects, you know, and if I'm judging these correctly to do these things. Are people getting hurt in your current projects? Yeah. Okay. So there's hope. That's good. But you think that's. I think that's uh, positive. Do, Do you have anything you'd like to plug? This will probably come out in. Uh, 2024. Anything upcoming? Um, I guess I, um, I have this show coming out and basically I go into movie theaters and libraries where people are kind of focused and quiet and Mm. I, I just scream at them. (laughs) Okay. Anything beyond that? Uh, that, that That happens within the show? That no, that's kind of the base. That's kind of it's kind of a supercut of me screaming at people who are quietly focused. And it's an hour long. 
Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Wow. Okay. That's cool. It do, did this show take you around the It'll state? It'll be on Pluto. It what? It'll be on Pluto. Pluto TV. Pluto has its own TV. Wait, I don't understand. Pluto TV. Pluto has its own. No. Why would they have it? I don't get it. Pluto TV. I don't know what that is. Emma, do you know Pluto TV? What is it? She doesn't know either. Nobody knows what that is. It's really popular. Oh, but that can't be that popular. Judge Judy's on it. Who? Judge Judy. Judge Judy? Pluto TV. I don't know. I uh, What is Pluto? Uh, Pluto like the dog? The Disney dog? It's an app. It's an app. Why is it named Pluto? Because 2B was taken. <laughs> Pluto is paying my mortgage. Okay, okay. I'm not uh, denigrating it. Pluto I just haven't heard it. Pluto is paying my mortgage. That's great. Okay. And good for you. Okay. I have a huge house. In the Upper West Side. It's got a huge mortgage. I guess so. Well, that's a, that's a fancy area of town. A little well, boring, but I got fancy. the only house in the park. Your house is in Central Park? Mm-hmm. I got Wait, the, that, like uh, the dairy thing? The dairy farm recreation over in, uh, on the east side? The park. Is it? Is it actually... I, I love that old, like, mid-19th century... I think it's the dairy farm or whatever. On the on the east side. You know what my address is? Uh, Central Park Lane? One Central Park Lane. Wow. That's some fancy shit, Joe. Yeah. Well, you're really coming up. Yeah, well, and that's Pluto. That's all thanks to Pluto. Okay. Well, uh, good so, for something. You know, I think about, you know, my life and show business, and I think about, you know. I think I did, a lot of people do. Yeah, and I do think about kind of, you know, what my role has been in kind of prank comedy and kind of, you know, you know, causing pain and discomfort temporarily, you know, for the good of the greater smile. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I do regret quite a bit, but I guess I'm hoping to, um, I'm hoping to ultimately make enough smiles that overrides the pain. Do you know how uh, many smiles that would be? Well, Pluto keeps track of smiles. Mm-hmm. And so Pluto, so far in the pilot of this show where I scream at people who are quietly focused. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, it's about 30% smiles. And where does that rank and what Pluto's looking for? Pluto is looking for 65% smiles. Oh, so you got to double it. More than double it. You know, the show g- gets better as it goes along. That's usually true. The pilot episode, you have to, a lot of... Um, exposition yeah. is laid out you know so it's a little not as fun as some of the yeah. other uh, episodes end up being because you gotta you know so lay you, the groundwork and explain yeah. characters and all that kind of stuff so you don't regret anything you've done really in life sure yeah. i have lots of regrets okay yeah um i was about a half a year ago or so two years maybe somewhere between half a year ago and a year ago I told, have you ever heard of HeadGum? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I told them, yeah, I'll do a pilot. And I pitched this this podcast. Um, I should say, I told HeadGum that, yeah, I'll do a podcast. You regret. I mean, you know, I've got numerous regrets. Uh, I 
kind of figured something was going to give me food poisoning and I ate it anyway and it did. Mm-hmm. I regret that. Um, Yesterday I ate eggs that were six months old. Did you do the test? Do you drop them in water? No. Oh, yeah. That's a, te- that's a real thing. You, you take, uh, you know, you fill up a glass that that's, uh, you know, with water that'll hold the egg. And if it sinks, it's uh, okay to eat. If it floats, it means their air has gotten in. And then it's not. That's a simple old test to Didn't see if your that. eggs are still good. Didn't do it. Just ate it. Yeah. How, how, well, that was yesterday and you seem okay. Of course I do. What do you mean, of course you do? Of course I do. I know, I heard you. What, what do you mean, of course I do seem okay? Well, I would never sabotage myself for an experience like this. Uh, but you were, uh, sorry, you were kind of rolling the dice on the egg. I knew it would be fine. You knew it would be fine. So not much of a story then. Who cares if it's six months, four months, eight months? If you knew you were going to be okay, um, kind of takes away the um, mystery part of the... I'll be honest with you. I'm taking a storytelling class right now. You're what? I'm taking a storytelling class. Oh. Uh, so that was, and you, have you had any classes yet? Yeah. Oh. I've had where, four classes. You've done four? Yeah. Uh, what do they teach you? What do they tell you not well, to do? Well, they say to say something pretty outrageous and then kind of wrap it up pretty quick. Are you going to do that at any point? Well, I just did that. Oh, uh, with the egg? Yeah, that was the story I've been kind of workshopping in the uh, class. So, uh, what is your definition definition of outrageous? I ate an egg that was six months old yesterday. Right, that's an example, but what is your definition of outrageous? The egg is six months old. That's your, if somebody said, hey, what does the word outrageous mean? You would say, well, the egg is six months old. That's your, that's how you would define outrageous? You want me to define the word? Well, yes, you that's don't what even I've been asking. Jojo Glass. You want me to define the word outrageous? I don't think it's, it's incumbent uh, okay. upon me to know who Jojo no, Glass is. I'll say to- outra- outrageous, okay? It means wacky, wild, and there was a chocolate bar named after it featuring peanuts, chocolate, caramel, and nougat. I, I just want to go back a second. So, part of the definition of outrageous is the word wacky. So, in order for something to be outrageous, it must be wacky. Define wacky. Uh, crazy? Hmm. So, it has to be crazy? Yeah, is that a statement or a question? It's a question. Uh, oh, the answer is no. There's your answer. Have you ever had an outrageous candy bar? Uh, I, I've had a couple of whatchamacallits that were outrageous. Hmm. Whatchamacallits are different from outrageous. But they're outrageous. But outrageous, trademark Hershey, is very good. I don't uh, think I've ever heard of the uh, candy bar outrageous. You had an orange wrapper? No, I don't remember. Whatchamacallit was in the red wrapper. Tan, tan, tan. Tan? Oh, what an unappealing color choice for candy. Well, with a name like that, you got to tame it down with the wrapper color. Yeah, whatchamacallit. Those were fun. Do you remember marathon bars? I don't. Well, Joe. Yeah. Or JoJo Mm. for long. uh, We've come to the part of the podcast where I'm going to ask you a question 
posed by my daughter. Okay. And here is the question. Okay. So my daughter, there it is, Marlo, would like to know, Joe Firestone, what makes shade? It's a great question. Uh, basically, it's kind of like if you kind of say something with attitude and or if you're blocking a sun or the lamp. Okay, I'm going to try to repeat that. So, what makes shade? The answer is something about attitude. Mm -hmm. And then, or if you're blocking the sun or a lamp. Mm -hmm. Okay. Shade. Shade. You can stick with that? I don't know any other answer. Okay. What then makes you're shade? And then you're sticking with it. Okay. Eve's. Eaves, sure. An Eve would make shade, yeah. Visors. Visor, yeah. Brims. Brim, part of the visor, or the visor family is yeah. part of the brim brim family. Yeah. And uh, I think maybe lean-tos. Lean-tos, okay. There you go. All right, Marlo, there's your uh, the answer to your question, what makes shade? And I actually have a question for my daughter, to you. Okay. My daughter's name mm -hmm. is Rachel. Okay. And Rachel asks. Okay. What is the difference between a scarf and a muff? Rachel wants to know the difference between a scarf and a muff. Okay. Um, and keep in mind, my, my daughter is six and your daughter is 21. But, uh, okay, Rachel, um, a difference between a scarf and a muff. Uh, I believe a scarf is a elongated uh, strip of fabric that is designed to uh, uh, warm your neck, keep your neck warm. Mm -hmm. uh, there are multiple ways to, uh, uh, to shape it. So that it'll remain on and you can have a lot of warmth or a little bit of warmth depending on the shape and where you put it. A muff, I think, is designed for your hands to keep, to, it's for like rich people to keep the, just their hand, they don't want to put it in their pocket. So they can't be bothered with that. So they have a, uh, they pay a lot of money to, and kill uh, uh, and skin an animal. And then line the the animal carcass with silk, uh, and then they they make kind of a tubular thing that can fit your hands. I'll try to get that all back to Rachel. Okay, um, we'll tell her this episode will come out in twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. By so then, she might stumble upon the answer on her own. Did something happen that uh, you want to postpone it a year? This episode? I just wanted to plug my show. Oh, go go right ahead. No, I already plugged it. Yeah. Okay, so if you're listening to this in 2025, um, show will check out uh, Joe Firestone's uh, canceled show. Uh, what is it called? 
sm- uh, 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 screaming, screaming at the folks. It might not be canceled. Pluto might check it out on Pluto. They don't. They have a limited library, so I'm sure it's going to stay on there. They got Judge Judy. Why don't you double up with the Judge Judy combo? Joe Firestone followed up by Judge Judy. Only on Pluto. By then, Netflix could have acquired it. Or Netflix. Check your local cable. Mm-hmm. Netflix. What? Wouldn't be on cable. Oh, Netflix. check your... Right, you're right. Uh, check all your... Where do you get your shows from? Check it out. Do you stream it? Check that possibility out. Anyway, you're looking for Joe Firestone's new... Could be season one, could be season two, could never even air. You don't know. Mm. On Pluto. The Tubi of Cable. No, I think Pluto's the Tubi. Tubi's Pluto. Look for Pluto or Tubi. Please don't direct them to Tubi. They will not find my show there. Check it out. If it's not on Pluto, you know where to look. Tubi. I forgive you. Or your YouTube channel, Joe Firestone at YouTube.org. Don't look for it on Tubi. It won't be there. But you can listen to it on Tubi. Tubi don't, it won't. Delete Tubi from your apps. Now, Moby, that's a different question. Try Moby. That's a different question altogether. Moby. Movie. Movie? Have you been to the movies lately? <laughs> That's fun. Joe Firestone, thank you very much for coming down. Yeah, thanks for giving me the opportunity to plug. Yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. Senses Working Overtime is a headgum podcast created and hosted by me, David Cross. The show is edited by Katie Skelton and engineered by Nicole Lyons with supervising producer Emma Foley. Thanks to Demi Druchin for our show art and Mark Rivers for our theme song. For more podcasts by HeadGum, visit HeadGum.com or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and maybe we'll read it on a future episode. I'm not going to do that. Thanks for listening. That was a HeadGum podcast. <laughs>